We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, White Sox fans. This is your White Sox wake-up call for Tuesday, May 10th, 2022. I'm Josh Nelson. When I say good morning, I truly hope you are having a better morning than the Chicago White Sox, or as good of a morning as Cleveland Guardians' Josh Naylor had a night to end yesterday's game. I'm not going to go through every aspect of the game last night. I was in the stands in my season tickets watching last night's game as the story heading into the game was the return of Yoan Makata and Joe Kelly joining into the fold for the Chicago White Sox, making their season debuts. Michael Kopech, off to a terrific start in 2022, is on the mound. And after a six-game winning streak and now facing a divisional opponent in which the White Sox are struggling to start 2022 against the American League Central. After they got swept in Cleveland, could the White Sox extend the winning streak to seven games? Can the offense wake up as the weather is warm in Chicago? It was in the mid-70s. Sure enough, the White Sox offense woke up. Gavin Sheets had a three-run homer. A.J. Pollock hit his first home run in a White Sox uniform, which was also a three-run shot. Michael Kopech was great. Six innings, two hits, one run, which was not earned, walked two, and he had seven strikeouts. Michael Kopech's season ERA is now 0.93. The Chicago White Sox lost in 11 innings, 12-9. to They were ahead 8-2 to in the ninth inning, and then they collapsed. This is the worst loss for the franchise since the Memorial Day Massacre back in 2016, when the White Sox had the lead in each game against the Kansas City Royals late, and they blew every single game. And they also had a six-run lead, up 7-1 against Kansas City in that series, and they blew that six-run lead and lost 8-7 to in the ninth inning. A team that started 23-10 in 2016 all of a sudden were 27 and 24 after that weekend and they never recovered as they even fell to 33 and 36 and we know the rest the white Sox had to go into a rebuild they traded chris sale in the offseason along with adam Eaton. 
The players that the White Sox currently have as part of their foundation comes from that 2016 season, and that 2016 season collapsed from that terrible loss in Kansas City. Here we are in 2022 after a six-game winning streak to get the White Sox above 500, and now they're back to 500 after blowing a six-run lead in the ninth inning. I'm not a fortune teller. I can't see into the future of how the rest of the 2022 season is going to go down for the White Sox, but they are now 3-10 and 10 against the American League Central. I have a confession. I can't take this team seriously as a World Series contender. Against this division, which is not that strong, Cleveland is playing pretty good baseball. Offensively, they're one of the they're one of the best teams offensively in all of Major League Baseball. Josh Naylor's having a good season. Jose Ramirez is on an American League MVP pace. Cleveland is averaging about 4.7 runs per game before last night's victory. And they scored more runs in the last three innings of last night's game than the White Sox have allowed in their six-game winning streak. Things unraveled very quickly, and one part is you could brush it off and say, you know what? There's a game tonight. Lucas Giolito's on the mound. Let's have a good night and forget what happened. But the things that have dug the White Sox this hole, the reason why they are 3-10 against the American League Central, and why they're 14-14 to start the 2022 season, they continue to show up. The Chicago White Sox committed four errors in last night's game. They have committed 10 errors in four games against Cleveland. I saw Gavin Sheets in the first inning drop a fly ball that was hit directly at him. I saw Tim Anderson commit two more errors. I saw Yohan Mikata bobble a grounder hit to him after making several very good plays throughout the night. Tim Anderson has more errors this season than the New York Yankees do as a team. And then Liam Hendricks, all he's got to do is get one out. And he has been on a great streak, saving five consecutive games. And we talked about this on Monday Sox Machine Podcast. He has been used a lot. He needed one more strike, and he gives up a grand slam. Ronaldo Lopez had to come into the game and pitch extra innings. He only allowed one run in the 10th inning. The White Sox tied the game in the 10th inning. The White Sox, despite what happened in the 9th inning, had an opportunity to win the game. They had the bases loaded with one out in the 10th inning. But unfortunately, Yohan Makata could not hit a fly ball against Emmanuel Classe. Very tough task. This guy's throwing 100 to 102 mile per hour cutters at you. This is Makata's first game back in the majors after an injury. A very tough task for Makata. And Jose Breu grounded out. Jose Breu went 0 for 6 uh, in last night's game. And then to start the 11th inning, Ronaldo Lopez is warming up, and then he gets hurt. And we don't know the extent of his injury, but he was walked off the mound with the trainers. Tony Larusa, after the game, said that everyone that pitched was available, and those that did not pitch were not available. That brings up Kendall Graveman. We have not seen Kendall Graveman in a couple of days. Evidently, Kendall Graveman was not available to pitch in last night's game, which raises questions about his availability even for today or the rest of the week. Is he hurt? 
We don't know. We're not getting a lot of clarity from the Chicago White Sox right now with Graveman's status. What is incredibly frustrating about last night's loss is that the things that we talked about ad nauseum regarding the Chicago White Sox and the things that we brought up in the Sox Machine podcast that was released on Monday is that, is this winning formula sustainable? Could they continue to limit their opponents to scoring three or fewer runs? Can the White Sox offense only provide three or four runs of support? And then you have all these nail biters. Is that a sustainable formula? Well, the White Sox offense broke out big time. Big time. They scored nine runs. And it wasn't enough. And it does make me wonder, moving forward, if this week's going to provide a different problem. Last week, the problem is the offense is still not hitting to their potential. What if this week the offense is hitting up to their potential, but now you got issues with the bullpen as far as availability and maybe health and the defense? The defense is going to stop this team from reaching their goals in 2022. The White Sox difficulties against right-handed pitching is also going to stop this team from reaching their goals in 2022. Because after Gavin Sheets hit that three-run homer, which was in the first inning, and the White Sox were up 4-1, to one, the White Sox did not score again until the seventh inning. They were held scoreless from the second through sixth inning. They were able to muster one more run in the seventh inning, and then Pollock's three-run homer was, out, was off a left-handed reliever, Anthony Ghost. The White Sox had seven hits last night, and they had seven walks. Luis Robert had two walks. Yasmani Grandal had two walks, but he struck out four times. So that was either a I'm walking or striking out, not putting the ball in play. I guess 7-10 tonight, which is going to be the first pitch as Lucas Giolito takes the mound for the Chicago White Sox, can't come soon enough for the team. Incredibly frustrating loss. We'll see in how they bounce back. They will need to bounce back. They need to start playing better against their division opponents. The White Sox are now 1-3 against the American League Central at home. And again, they are 3-10. That needs to be pounded like a drum. 3-10 against the American League Central. No one should be taking this White Sox team seriously as a World Series contender until they reverse this trend. They have to start playing better against the American League Central teams, and they have to start playing better immediately. If this continues, this type of play, for tonight and Wednesday afternoon, I don't know what this weekend holds as the American League's best team, the New York Yankees, visit for four games this weekend. It would be terrible if that after a six-game winning streak, that balloon pops, and now you have another lengthy losing streak. That would suck the wind out of the enthusiasm from the fan base that got excited watching what transpired at Wrigley Field and Fenway Park this past weekend. The good news is the White Sox play again today. The bad news is they have to face another right-handed starter, and they have to play defense. And Lord, let's hope... They play a lot better defensively soon and for the rest of the season.
So sorry that this wasn't your normal White Sox wake-up call. The White Sox minor league affiliates were off. There are no minor league games on Monday. But remember, for all of your minor league action and recaps and the stories of what's happening in Charlotte, Birmingham, Winston-Salem, and Kannapolis, make sure that you're visiting Future Sox Daily on SoxMachine.com slash Future Sox and also subscribing to the Future Sox podcast, which will be a new episode for you this morning. You do have to subscribe to that podcast separately, so subscribe to the Future Sox podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. That will do it for today's White Sox wake-up call. Later tonight, we'll be streaming our first playback watch party, which you can join and sign up and participate in the watch party at getplayback.com slash room slash Sox Machine. Jim Margulis will join me along with our friends Beefloaf and Cherizi from the 108 as we hope today's game ends a lot better than last night. If you just discovered Sox Machine or have been a longtime lurker, help support us on patreon.com slash Machine. Our Patreon supporters receive exclusive content, ad-free versions of the podcast and website, first opportunity to receive our Sox Machine swag, Monthly plans start at just $2, and you can save with an annual subscription. Again, the website is patreon.com slash SoxMachine. Subscribe to the Socks Machine podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, and follow us on Twitter at SoxMachine, and follow me at SoxMachine underscore Josh. Thanks for listening to this Socks Machine White Sox wake-up call. For SoxMachine.com, I'm Josh Nelson. Josh Nelson.